Now, in regards to the ball, um, you know, still experiencing the disappointment associated with our last performance. Um, you know, it's just tough to swallow. It's tough to accept. Um, coming to grips with that, assessing um, what transpired, going through or starting the process of going through the normal things that you do. Unfortunately, at this time of year, uh, I start first and foremost by saying, you know, obviously didn't anticipate being here um, in this position. Um, disappointed uh, by it. Um, understand that, you know, um, we better make some changes in terms of the things that we do. We better look at every aspect of it. <laughs> Time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Ritchie here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. The offseason for 2021 began. Needless to say that a lot of Steeler fans and the organization, Steeler Nation, did not expect to see this coming uh, very soon. But here we are right now. Uh, still very well fresh. Off an ugly playoff loss that just happened earlier in the week, uh, losing to the Browns, 48 to 37 for the second straight playoff game. The defense cannot get any sacks, and they allow points in the high 40s once again. Here we're talking about right now another sad and disappointing end to the Steelers' season as they find once again, once again for three straight seasons, December and January football. Did not finish very well down the stretch. We'll get into that in just a moment here. Once again, if you're joining here, watching live here at the Mass Steel Podcast, of course, me and myself, Charles Pride's Richie, and we're getting ready to get going right now uh, for this uh, time here. And uh, like I said, it is definitely a lot of uh, more questions in our answers. Uh, pretty much had a lot of stuff hitting the fan yesterday uh, when I was uh, retweeting. Uh, from 97.1, the ticket in Detroit. Uh, sources are being reported. I believe it was Mike Stone who was saying that the that the Lions were very close to getting a guy like Kevin Colbert over to join the Steelers right here. And I, I just feel like uh, right now that was uh, one that seemed to like be pretty much premature at this point. A lot of people definitely reacted in a... Uh, you know, uh, alarming uh, fashion right there. A lot of people definitely uh, taking a lot of jokes at it or just a lot more stuff to note down. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get into a lot more stuff. Steelers got a very um, la- la laundry of free agents. We're going to get into just a moment. 12 starters right now. Uh, significant stars definitely could say that will definitely be on this uh, list and uh, will not be fun uh, cleaning up. Uh, just only hopefully that at some point that the Steelers can probably try and catch a break and not have to worry about owing over $21 million in cap space. Remember, 
uh, the biggest thing is, uh, and I saw this article on Pro uh, Football Talk, uh, which was beginning of December, that the belief was that there's still optimism for the cap to drop as low as $195 million, given the fact that they're able to go back to some normalcy of having uh, full fan attendance right now uh, back in stadiums, which I think is going to be an uphill battle in itself, which I do not see right now at this point in time. I mean, especially when we got COVID, the vaccines barely starting to roll out. Uh, it's still a very uh, murky area right there. Which I cannot, any of us can even say definitively that we'll even have normal fan tents in sports. I mean, you see how sports leagues are barely just starting to get creative, have their leagues being played, especially considering the events this past summer. I mean, when you look back at the NBA, uh, NHL, and of course, baseball, I mean, COVID 19 at the end of the day still presents a lot of uphill battles right there. And for a team like the Steelers, who's been doing a real good job. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, pushing close to the cap limit or getting cap compliance for the last few years, uh, it's finally going to start to catch up with them, but not because they were just getting lazy or just mismanaging the finances. Don't get that wrong. I think the biggest thing is at the end of the day, too, when you have a thing like COVID-19 come into effect, something that our world has not ever seen before, uh, they're definitely start uh, reaping what they sow, I guess. And uh, this is a time right now where the Steelers, uh, one of the teams are going to be uh, feeling the hammer uh, felt right now. And uh, not in a very good position, uh, as Bob Labriola was saying earlier today on the ex- Pittsburgh Steelers, the extra point uh, with Missy Matthews and Mike Pursuta and, of course, Craig Wolfley on today's edition. I mean, this is a list he hasn't seen in a long time. I mean, this big ever. And uh, this is uh, definitely a real scary time. But like I said, I mean, the good news is right now, Kevin Colbert is not going to the Lions right there. So, again, I just want to apologize uh, because I know definitely got a lot of traction on that yesterday, uh, putting it up on my uh, Twitter and, of course, my Facebook. Definitely a lot of people, of course, uh, reacting and just – only to find out that the Detroit Lions, uh, speaking of which right now, uh, they have uh, finally uh, got their man right now. They hire former Rams director of college scouting Brad Holmes on a five-year deal. So he's going to be their guy for the Lions, not Kevin Colbert. Definitely put that to rest. Uh, the Rams right now, uh, as a result of the, remember the tweaks of the Rooney rule that was being reported and proposed since last May. Remember, they could like award teams for um, hiring minority uh, candidates right here. And you're looking at a team like the Rams. They're going to be receiving third-round compensatory picks as a result of that. And uh, right now, I mean, I, I think that's a beautiful thing right there. I just will say right now, I mean, we definitely heard some uh, changes earlier today. Uh, that has been coming up. I mean, for one, you look at it right now, the Steelers not choosing to uh, renew the contracts. As far as what we do know right now of offense core in there, uh, Randy Feekner, he is not going to be back. Uh, you also got offensive line coach uh, Sean Surrett. He's not going to be back as well as defense back uh, coach uh, Tom, Bra- Tom Bradley right now. I mean, when you look at it. I mean, so those are the situations we look right there. I mean, even uh, Brooke Pryor's even uh, commented on that. Also, another thing to look out look out for, too, uh, Steelers uh, senior defensive assistant, secondary coach, uh, watch out, another key name here. 
Uh, Terrell Austin is interviewing with the Tennessee Titans to be their defense coordinator. So I, I got to tell you, I mean, right now, a lot of these changes, I mean, not just to the player roster, but I mean, you look at the coping coaching changes that are going to be coming up to follow. Uh, it is definitely a big slap in the face right now. And I think for a lot of Steelers fans right now, when you dominate a team like the Browns, who's been back in Cleveland since 1999, I mean, over the years, this has definitely become a different team. And I think a lot of Steelers fans' worst fears have uh, come true. I mean, not only be one and done uh, once again for the fifth time under Mike Tomlin, but losing the Cleveland Browns of all teams, I, I feel like. But again, I mean, that, that's no slight towards them. But I mean, at the end of the day, you really got to start to wonder where this really starts to weigh on this team as far as like, uh, getting to the next level. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you always keep saying the standard is a standard. And I, I really do appreciate Mike Tomlin. This is a guy who's never had a losing season. But at some point, you also got to start really looking hard in the mirror. How far are you are you really uh, willing to be patient with this? I mean, coming short of a Super Bowl team. I mean, if anything, if this was like the NBA, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now are becoming like the the LA, I mean, the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers starting to become mediocre these days. I mean, you have great regular season showings, but at the end of the day, what ends up happening when it comes to playoff time? I mean, we're back in the same situation. I mean, if it's not being one and done, they're probably winning one, maybe two games, uh, falling short. They've only been to the conference championship since being to their last Super Bowl only one time, which was back in 2016. I mean, which you could make an argument, that was probably like their last legit shot to even make a run. And the sickening thing about that, too, the, the, the irony in all this is when you look at, like, the struggles of the offense, I mean, as much as people want to be, you know, still be mad about, like, some of the drama that was being flowed in there with, like, an Antonio Brown, we look back at the Facebook Live four years ago, I mean, then followed by a year later, two, a year and a half later, fast forward, uh, Le'Veon Bell not coming to contract terms. At the end of the day, I mean, that Killer B offense did keep them very relevant, very much well in contention. And I always uh, continue to state right here and say at the end of the day, I mean, what did they have to do? What did they have to show for it as far as any Super Bowl contention? But at the same time, too, despite some of their shortcomings, despite some of their disappointments, some of the injuries, I mean, they, they found ways to fall short. And when you also look at Mike Tomlin, too, I mean, considering everything that he has done with this team overall, I mean, since, I mean, coaching this team, and you really just, uh, you know, just got to look a little harder in the mirror. I mean, at some point, I mean, he's, he's going on the final year of his contract. Uh, only time will tell if there's going to be any indication that the Steelers are going to want to renew, I mean, extend him. But, I mean, at some point, too, when you look, I mean, I mean, check it out. I mean, the last six seasons, including the playoffs, Steelers were 26 and 17. Okay? 26 and 17. Uh, that was including, I mean, with the Killer Bees right there. Last uh, two seasons, I mean, three, you should say right now, I mean, from 2018, I mean, since... I mean, it went down to just Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. 
And, and of course, when he departed, Steelers uh, from December and January football, 6-11, five games under 500, when it really starts to matter most. And, of course, I mean, you got players, you got to start to come up. You got you to perform out there. Coaches only do so much to get you ready. But I find it very disheartening for a defense like a guy that Keith Butler. I mean, when you really look at the final finishing product of how this defense finished out the season, this team finished third in points uh, allowed, uh, which was three. I mean, which was third, 4,893 points for the year. They're third in total defense. I mean, they were second in the league in takeaways, uh, first in the league in sacks, which totally looked like a whole skeleton crew going into that game against the Browns, Uh, just completely disappeared. And right now, I mean, one of the reports is, too, with uh, Keith Butler, they're looking to work with uh, getting him a new contract, but... More so looking like year to years are trying to work with him at the age of 64. I mean, we've been hearing uh, some reports from the last few days. I've been listening on 93.7 The Fan and many Steelers outlets, too, with uh, guys like Arthur Motes and Andrew Filippoli and Chris Muller. Was there's been a lot of times right now where Mike Tomlin has been one of the guys been calling this defense a lot more. I mean, when you really look at it. I mean, they've been having a lot more of his imprint. Now, it's not to say that Keith Butler's having his duties stripped during the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying by any stretch. But how much, I mean, is it too? I mean, as you could imagine, on that sideline, I mean, you still got a guy like uh, Keith Butler who still uh, got the headset right there to communicate to the guys with the green dot, let them know what they want to have called, I'm sure it's just a lot more Tom will just getting final say in that regard. I mean, I mean that, that's just the truth of the matter. But here we are, nonetheless. Uh, in case everyone is wondering right now, uh, one of the biggest things, too, one of the questions, aside from that, aside from the list of free agents we'll get to in a moment, uh, right now, Steelers draft positioning, according to Sporting News right now, they are projected to go at number 24th in the, in the first round. Uh, since they... Uh, Bounced out at 12 and 4 right now. I mean, you got like uh, other teams who were also eliminated uh, from the playoffs too. Uh, when we uh, take a look at this list, uh, very hard. I mean, remember, don't forget, you also had the Colts, uh, the the Seahawks, Washington Football Team, of course, the Titans, the Bears, and now the Steelers right now. But as far as focus on the uh, AFC right now, I mean, you got the Tennessee Titans. They're going to be at 22nd. You're going to be having the Indianapolis uh, Colts right now on this uh, list here at 21st. So they're 21st. Uh, Titans are 22nd. And then you also have, let's see, I mean, the I already mentioned the Titans. Now, Now you got the Steelers right now. At 24th. That's where we're at right now. And that, I mean, it's just uh, very, like I said, it's just very disheartening to say the least. To see how the season, uh, a punch in the gut, no doubt about it. And, th- and this is what we're talking about right now. So the Colts are 21st in the first round, Titans are 22nd, and the Steelers are 24th. 
Uh, that's what we're looking at right now. And also an update, too, in regards to that. Uh, speaking of the draft, the Steelers are looking potentially up to three compensatory picks for this year's draft, uh, potentially. Uh, because we're looking at, too, that over the campus projecting that the Steelers will receive a fourth-round uh, compensatory pick for the three-year $39 million contract, which was signed by defensive tackle Javon Hargrave uh, with the Eagles, and a six-round pick for the loss of lineman B.J. Finney, who is now on the Cincinnati Bengals after being traded by the Seahawks. I mean, so those are two right now that more than likely they could expect. I mean, two for the time being, Javon Hargrave and B.J. Finney, but another one uh, also on this list which could also probably get them a third right now. They could add an additional uh, six-round pick. So for the guys for Javon Hargrave, it looks like they'll be getting a fourth uh, for Javon Hargrave, a six for B.J. Finney, and an additional six right here uh, for the departure of Tyler Medikavich right now. And uh, Tyler Medikavich right now, as we uh, speak, as we uh, take a look at his situation and get ready to pull up right now, uh, he is currently with the Buffalo Bills. So, right now, so you're looking at fourth, possibly two six-round uh, picks. So, they, it's possible they could have three this year as well, we take a look at things. So, again, a lot of stuff, unfortunately, a lot of house cleaning, a lot earlier than expected, to say the least. But for right now, I'm just very relieved that Kevin Colbert is not going anywhere for the time being. But we shall see until the day after that final draft. Once again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so by following me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie. For the Mount Steel podcast on Twitter, it is at Mount Steel CGR and at Mount Steel Nation on Instagram. So let's go ahead and dive right into the Steelers' um, 2021 unrestricted free agents here. Uh, let's break down the 12 uh, starters right now. Uh, you got left tackle Alejandro uh, Villanueva uh, for this year. Uh, going into uh, this year. And uh, his uh, current uh, annual per year is $6 million with uh, $6.5 million in guarantees. You also got left inside linebacker Avery Williamson with uh, three annual uh, per year averages, $3.5 million, $1 million in guarantees, followed by right outside linebacker Bud Dupree at over $15.8 million annually and in guarantees. You got uh, running back uh, James Conner right now, who is currently averaging under a million at 793822 annually and about $706,288 in guarantees. And then you also got on here, you got Jordan Berry, jo- Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, tackle Matt Filer, nickel quarterback Mike Hillen, uh, wide receiver special teams return Ray Raven Cloud inside linebacker Robert Splane nose tackle Tyson Alalu and offense tackle Zach Banner remember he had his season ended early being by on the injured reserved uh, for the season uh, shortly after that Giants game or, I mean, during that Giants game the opener of the season on the road in the East Rutherford New Jersey so that's where we stand for right now uh, very heartbreaking to say the least but that's the updates we got right now and what we'll continue to provide here on the Mount Steel, uh, podcast right now so yeah it's uh, definitely 
like I said, uh, very uh, disheartening, but this is the reality we're going to be looking at right now. Trying to clear up right now for this season. Like I said, I mean, not going to be an easy walk in the park as usual, but you're looking about right now over $21 million in cap debt, basically cap hell right now for the, uh, for the first time in a long time that we've seen this team where they're in unfamiliar territory i mean right now one of the biggest questions is too right now is what what i really think is going to break down to i mean have we seen the last of right now of quarterback ben rosberg and sarah marquis pouncey because i gotta tell you i mean that's another one that's willing to be uh very back and forth right now i mean it's been no secret we went over this many times that this coming year he's gonna be carrying a 41 and a quarter million dollars in cap hit right now. Now, should the Steelers be able to release him, they'll at least save $19 million. Unfortunately, they'll have 22 and a quarter million dollars in dead cap right there where money will not go anywhere. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest dilemmas right there. So, you'd be looking at saving $19 million, which would not be a good thing right there. Uh, I mean, $19 million, that's pretty much very least they could save on his contract. And then you also look at two. I mean, for right now, uh, aside from that, I mean, Marquis uh, Pouncey, he's another big one on this list right now. Uh, he's be uh, if he continues to stay on this team, he's gonna be carrying a cap number of fourteen point four seven five million dollars right now. I mean, those are the biggest guys uh, right here. I mean, they're going into. I mean, the good news is so far. I mean, you do not see uh, Stefan Tewitt right now on this list who's going to be on here. But, I mean, as Cam Hayward even said during one of his press conferences, I mean, a lot of people's jobs aren't safe, even mine's included. I mean, have we seen the last of Cam Hayward right here who, I mean, who got his uh, contract extension a week before the season, which was on Labor Day? And, I mean, you got a lot, a lot of stuff to go around here. I mean, a lot of uh, detective work, no doubt about it. I mean, you can very well say, I mean, this is very much close, I mean, to, like, blowing up the team. I mean, pretty much. It's dangerously close. But, I mean, the very key thing is to remember. Remember that article I was mentioning on Pro Football Talk? Let's keep our fingers crossed that we will possibly see that the cap drops no lower than $195 million. Now, keep in mind, that could probably be a $20 million swing right there. Probably where the Steelers would probably be around... A little over $1 million in cap debt, which I think will be a lot more uh, sufficient and very reasonable to work out of. I hope it does not drop as uh, $175 million, what we've been seeing projected from over the cap uh, since October. But uh, this is definitely the reality, the situations that they're going to be having to deal with uh, right now. So let's get some other uh, stuff that has been happening right now, too, um, aside from that. Uh, Missy Matthews, also, too, uh, the reporter for the Steelers, uh, who's also a salary reporter and host of the Steelers' uh, Extra Point uh, right now. She was saying that the Steelers also announced the retirement today of longtime tight ends coach uh, James Daniel. James Daniel spent 17 seasons with Pittsburgh, uh, going basically going back to 2005 uh, in the final Started with the final two years of Bill Cowher, and then of course Mike Tomlin right there. So he's definitely gonna be a guy uh, right here, or no, since 2004, excuse me. So in the final three seasons of Cowher's uh, staff right here. So that's gonna be another guy who's gonna be uh, stepping away right now. 
And let's go and get into some of the other uh, lists on this uh, free agency uh, list that the Steelers will be having on here. You also got cornerback uh, Cam Sutton right now. He's going to be under a million dollars right now uh, annually per year. Uh, Cassius uh, Marsh, remember he was one of the guys who was being called up, I think, from the Patriots squad onto the active roster. You also got nose tackle Chris Warmly. Offensive lineman Danny Isadora. Uh, then you also got uh, backup star J.C. Hassenauer right now. Who knows, I mean, if the Steelers may decide to go on the cheap this year, does Hassenauer stay around this roster and maybe do they risk, I mean, doing a year uh, without a uh, caliber star because how much you're going to be strapped and capped that that could be a possible reality right there you also got a uh, fellow offensive lineman Jerron Jones right here who's on here uh, linebacker J. Ron Elliott right tackle backup right tackle Gerald Hawkins safety Jordan Dagerfield uh, third string quarterback Joshua Dobbs uh, safety Marcus Allen uh, Ola Adani, uh, right now, who's one of the backup linebackers. Safety, Sean Davis. Uh, linebacker, Tigre Skills. And, of course, last but not least, backup running back, Trey Edmonds. I like to think a lot of those guys will definitely be gone right now. But those are like the, steep, the star quality of talent that the Steelers are going to have to be without pretty much going forward. I mean, now a lot of people are pretty much, I mean, looking at this, I mean, you probably in your definition, say this could probably be a garbage team for a long time. Let's wait and see about that. Let's see where the salary cap drops, because I think that is going to be very key right there, and I think if that if that, if that stands at $175 million, I think that's probably where the Steelers would have to probably have a long heart-to-heart conversation with Ben Roxbury, either take a pay cut or possibly retire. Remember, it's only going to be a $19 million uh, in cap savings if he decides to get uh, cut prior to June 1st. I mean, that that's the biggest uh, dilemma right here. So we got to look at this right now. I mean, going into the season. So we only got two people in debt money for the 2021 cap right now. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski at $187,500 and Safety Antoine Brooks at $128,124. So those are the current situations we got right now. And let's go ahead and get in the fair foul right now. Get ready to wrap things up here in just a moment. Fair foul number one topic. Uh, Dale Lolly right now, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He gave the Steelers a very fair grade uh, during this season uh, for the defense, an A-. minus. I'm going to have to say for right now, I'm not going to go with A-, minus, but I'll probably go with B+. Plus. Only because how they had to finish down the stretch right now. We've seen uh, down the stretch with the loss of Bud Dupree. They have not been able to hold opponents under 20 points the rest of the way. I mean, he gave up about 26 points, I believe it was, to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, 27 points to the Bengals on Monday night. 24 points to the Colts. And 24 points to the Browns. And 48, I mean, to the Browns in the playoffs right there. Uh, that 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 defense cannot hold opponents to beyond under twenty points. I mean, right now, and you look at a lot of these subtractions right now. That could be very well the future for the next season or two with this defense. We'll probably be seeing something maybe closely similar to two thousand thirteen. I mean, like how much this defense could take a dip back, or maybe two thousand fourteen. I'm not saying anywhere near 
that they're going to be having as close to the talent that they have, performance-wise, uh, that's probably going to be a pretty much idea we're going to be looking at right now. Blitzburg, what they have four straight seasons of 50 stacks or more, you got to believe that's going to be another thing that's going to be right behind them right there. I mean, one of the things, too, we saw uh, you know, finally spike up in the last two years, even when Ben Rosberger was lost, I mean, pretty much for 95% of last year's season, I mean, was finally the defense starting to create some turnovers. And uh, that's going to be another thing right there. You got to imagine that number is going to be taking a huge dip going into this season right now. I mean, so those are only things. I mean, basically, as he goes into a little bit more uh, depth right now, he gave the defensive line a minus right now. I mean, knowing, highlighting that stuff onto what he had, uh, 11 sacks in a season, which only 10 players in the NFL recorded double digits, largely because the NFL, that holding was going to be permitted in 2020. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, he even those those guys like Tyson Alalo, Cam Hayward on there. I saw outside linebackers using A-plus right there. T.J. Watt, who was leading the league in sacks right now. He led the NFL with 15 sacks. That was the lowest for a league leader since Kevin Green led the league with 14 and a half with the Panthers in 1996. Inside linebackers, uh, C minus right now. I mean, of course, with the loss of Devin Bush, we saw how much uh, how much different this defense was going to look right there. But I thought Robert Spillane did a wonderful job uh, during that stretch. Uh, since he got hurt in the uh, Browns game, you look at that stretch up until the Washington football team. I mean, basically, he was another guy real quickly that took a dip, I mean, for this uh, Steelers team. So that was a definitely big uh, loss right there. Quarterbacks, he was definitely giving a B-plus right there, too, on here. Uh, safeties, A-minus. I mean, with Mika Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds. I thought Terrell Edmonds had a pretty uh, decent year right now. I mean, he, he, he was saying he easily has best season in his third season, allowing completion percentage of 55.6 in his coverage. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And Mika Fitzpatrick, I mean, despite having, like, some of the limitations, a little slow start, he was still able to make his damage a control this year when he had to. Coaching, he gave a B plus. Overall, A minus right now. As uh, we look at, I mean, pretty much on the defense, so there you have it right there. I mean, say what you will about the playoffs, but I mean, at the same time, during the regular season, this was a very good team. And I know a lot of people will throw it in Steelers' faces that they had the easiest schedule. True, but I think that's more towards the bottom of the list. I'm going to look at, like, some of the stuff right there where they had to beat the Ravens twice. I mean, that first game more in particular, no, I mean, more in, per, in particular uh, when they won their seventh victory of the year. Back on November 1st in Baltimore, that was not an easy game to win right there. I mean, it started off right there with Robert Spillane, who had picked six earlier in that game, and they were able to hang on and win that game. And I, I just I just feel like right now, I mean, too, I mean, you also had to be a good team earlier in the year, like the Titans, Browns were rolling. They were not a playoff team, but they were definitely a winning team at that point in time, too. I mean, be a pair of playoff teams in that, in that stretch. I mean, are you say what you will, a, a struggling Texas team right now who's going for a lot of turnover right now. I mean, Deshaun Watson, that's another topic of conversation who's on the list. Steelers being mentioned uh, is possibly a potential team that could trade for him. I'm not sure if I see that happening, but who knows? Never say never, right? But, I mean, you still had to beat the Eagles. And even still, I mean, even as distracted, I think, as they were, 
once they had to have their uh, second game of the season constantly being rescheduled, that was more so against the Ravens, which got canceled on Thanksgiving. I mean, that was right there. I mean, as as piss poor that offense was with the short Deacon Dunk passes, the West Coast uh, passing game right there, doing the short passes. I mean, this is where you saw them getting exposed, where they started unravel. But at the end of the day, those are not games or like pushover games. And last but not least, the Colts game had to come back from about 17 points down in that game to win the division right there. And to be honest with you, like I said before, I said it before going into these playoffs. I mean, even when they lost to the Browns last week, I mean, was that going to be their last shining moments that really uh, stood out for the 2020 season that really saved them. I think so, and I think that's going to definitely be one thing right there. Last top of fair foul right now, we've seen both the last of Ben Rosberg and Marquise Pouncey. I'm going to say foul for right now. I know a lot of people right now who are definitely so frustrated with Ben Rosberg. I mean, we've obviously seen the limitations for, for most of the season, but, I mean, at the same time, too, when he's been getting decent protection, yeah, he's been releasing the ball a lot quicker. Yeah, he's he's been asked to do a lot more. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he still performed, I think, very fairly well. It just wasn't until, like, that last stretch of the season. I mean, I think the games that really stood out for me where I was noticing signs of Rosper, where he really started to show it, was very first, the Titans game and on the road in Tennessee. Uh, against the second game against the Ravens, the Washington, and then the last month of December, pretty much. That's where we really started to see the signs of this guy really start to go uh, downhill right here, and this is where they're at. So, I mean, unless the cap changes significantly, uh, Mike Thomas seems to still give this guy a vote of confidence. Uh, where you guys want to disagree, agree or disagree with him or not, I still feel like right now, as long as you got him backing them, and of course, Kevin Colbert, no offense. I mean, as long as he's still around, I think he's going to still be their guy and their eyes right there. It's, it's kind of hard to part with that. But at the same time, too, let's just wait and see how this cap number drops up. And we'll continue to discuss more as we get closer to the official compensatory pick, where they're going to be looking at as far as like with the combine. Don't forget, we got the combine coming up in about over a month. So we'll see what kind of talent they could uh evaluate from there going into the draft and plus we got free C and trades and more uh trending stuff around this team you've been watching and listening to the mess Steel podcast and watch state thank you very much to to my audience for a very wonderful 2020 right now we are on the clock for 2021 I'm Charles of Project Richie, the Mass Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Project Richie. For the Mass Steel Podcast on Twitter, it is at Mass Steel CGR, at Mass Steel Nation on Instagram. As I leave you, don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Steelers, here we go. I gone. <laughs>